so I um I genuinely have a question and it is uh it's pretty topical I, I guess um if you cool. if you believe what the mainstream media tells us um so have you ever been so depressed that all you do is eat fast food to the point where your housemates have to buy scented candles to cover up the depression stink pouring out of your pores oh i heard about this um honestly no because that's not my depression thing i don't really i sort of do that the fast food thing but um i more so kind of just like you know i'll get a lot of drinks that's like my thing when i um when i go depressed get depressed but i know what you're talking about i heard about this too apparently trump's been eating more fast food than he usually does he's very depressed about the election um and apparently i don't know that this is true where'd you hear this the uh, the daily the daily beast or whatever i think like the original stories from maybe the daily mail or something daily mail okay yeah but it's then one of those you know dailies. it's it's just trickled around so much that everyone's like riffing on it and talking about it but yeah i kind of think that it's bullshit well they need scented candles to cover up the fast food smell that just doesn't seem like a legit thing that people would be doing plus you don't go scented can- candles you go incense right no you would do a scented candle i guess scented candles because it's subtle enough it's like a non-offensive odor but i um i don't know if i believe it because i have eaten like a lot of fast food i've also like been around like people or like in situations where you do like the hundred nuggets or whatever like you know or like even like the like the taco bell like the taco box bullshit like that is objectively a lot of fast food and it's never like smelled strong enough to where it's like crack a fucking window you know so like here's the thing it does if you don't throw it away if you just let it sit around It'll creep up, and you'll be like, holy shit. I know this because my car I use as a trash can. And um, sometimes if I just leave shit in it, in there, there will be a, just a rancid smell. But that's, and, like, counterintuitive to the narrative that all Trump does is eat fast food because is it that he's, like, eating everything and, like, sucking the, like, sauce packets dry? Or does he just, like, take a bite out of a fucking Whopper Jr. and then just chuck it across the room? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... I can see both as like actual like a, things that he would do. But I feel um, like if that was the case, then people would be saying that the trash smell, not the food. Because when they say the fast food smell, I'm thinking like the actual food, not like the trash or like the farts. You know what I mean? I think what you'd have to do is you'd have, unless they have a McDonald's in the White House, which I don't think they do. That I think I know the McDonald's that, that deliver that would deliver to the White House, and it's the same one that Bill Clinton used to go to after he would go on a run, and he would secretly go to this McDonald's after like his two-mile run um, because he didn't want Hillary to know that he he was also stopped at a fast like at McDonald's. Um, but that's a story that went around. It's like right around the corner from the uh, White House. So you can go in there and ask them, like, how much have you been making for the White House every day? You know, because it's got to be a thing. There's no way that I could just do that. I mean, isn't it the whole thing where it's just like the uh, Secret Service just does drive through shit? Because that was the thing, like, in the beginning of his presidency where he had to get, like, 
uh, like anonymous people to go get his fast food because he was afraid people were going to like shove pubes into his fucking McChickens and shit. It was like That's this. It was like this whole thing where the the most that he's ever cared about national security was like the quality of fucking dunking sauce for his fucking Popeyes. Yeah, I mean, I'd be scared of that too. I didn't even think of that. Like, if people don't like you, especially in D.C., where what six percent of people voted for you? <laughs> yeah. No, honestly. Um. I mean, yeah, I feel like I'd at that point you're you're putting si- random citizens at risk because now anytime like some dude with a crew cut and sunglasses and a big black like SUV shows up, it's like that might be a Trump guy. Hurry, shove these fries up your asshole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No one is safe. Like at this point, it's just blind fire into the crowd. Yeah. Like I'm spraying and paying that somehow my like cum filled milkshake is gonna make it into the White House. Yeah. That's um. That's interesting though. That's an interesting take. Um, but yeah, I've never been uh, that depressed from eating so much fast food. I'm also surprised that his his clothes are never like visibly stained with food well, stuff. Always, I mean, have you ever seen him uh, live? I mean, you can't tell on TV what things are stained, like like grease stains and all that. Yeah, but if he's just like dunking down and like feeding from a trough that's just like filled with like chicken wings or whatever, like. Maybe he's his his like makeup is so orange because he's just like doused in like the buffalo sauce from McDonald's. But like, I mean, I would imagine by now he would have like done a press conference where he like spills some fucking honey mustard on his pants. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he would never go out. Like he would never go out with anything on him. He would he would delay it. I mean, he would make um, the press wait. It's not like he does a lot of press conferences, but. He would make the press wait before he goes out there with some fucking orange shit on his pants. So people think would be you... like, "Oh, look, look, you know, parts of his skin are melting off on the on his pants, onto his pants." You know, he's not gonna let that meme happen. Do you think they like put a bib on him when he like goes out to like eat his like unlimited pasta from Olive Garden or whatever? <laughs> Do you think uh, he has like Secret Service members like doing the airplane? Like, meow, we're the Bolsheviks. Podcast makes me realize how much I don't fucking know. Talking about how he's gonna put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. That was fun. That was tight. I will. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna I'm in this, man. I'm in it to win. Historical trolling is the funniest shit. Oh, never gonna have sex again. Alright, we're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. But no, like I, I really I haven't thought about this until like right now, but like can you imagine if, like, your, like, White House aide job is, like, the dude who helps the president get in his, like, painter's outfit so that he can go just, like, you know, eat some fucking stromboli with his fucking hands? It'd be a sweet job, dude. It would be cool. It would, that would be an awesome job. Because you'd have a lot of stories. You don't have to do a lot of work. It's not like anyone's going to try and kill the president while he's eating fucking McDonald's or whatever. Or Olive Garden or... You know, it's just not going to happen. So you're not in danger. Now I just imagine, like, being around him while he eats. Because I'm sure he eats, like, in front of people. And then people just put up the, like, plastic tarp. Like, they're at fucking Slime Time Live or, like, a Gallagher show. Just, like, to Mm -hmm. get all the fucking foodstuffs to not, like, touch their skin. Does he have to pay for everything himself? Or is there, like, a, um... Do you think there's, like, a presidential, like, stipend for food? 
Well, isn't food. isn't there like I mean I think that there is like a um like a food budget for the White House because wasn't that the whole thing like when one of the athletic championship teams like one of those yeah, college teams McDonald's came through to save money yeah but he like bragged about paying for it himself oh yeah yeah so I I would imagine there's like a separation of bank accounts there but like I, I mean, don't that's know a lot of fast food and and you know to be honest it doesn't seem like he's got a bunch of money according to Deutsche Bank you know. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't really know. I would imagine there's like a monthly stipend or like a quarterly stipend. Right. I really, really, really wish. Now, see, here, another thing. Just put me on that fucking Trump team and I will make him look not as bad. You could spin it so hard and be like, look, I don't know if you guys know this, but, you know, we have like only this much money to pay every you know quarter for the president's food, right? But that's taxpayer funded, you know, shit. So and I care about where your money goes. So I only eat off the dollar menu so that I can save the American people money. I'm doing this for you guys. It would be such a like. I mean, honestly, that's what his his base gets riled up about and what they love about him. He's a businessman. He's so fiscally conservative. Yeah. He's so responsible with his money. So All he does is eat McDoubles for me. <laughs> He's thinking of Trent in Western Kentucky when all he does is eat McDoubles. It would, that would be great to do that, and you impress all the all the taxpayers that like fucking worship your ass. But then you get like a clogged artery, and then you die of a heart attack. And they're like, it's just because he's had too many McDoubles. You know? That's a sacrifice. He's a martyr for the economy because he put himself into this McRib-induced coma from three simultaneous clogged arteries. <laughs> for us like he did this for, for us. us he did yeah, this for like, me he's the new jesus christ yeah oh god he's... i that's like even that's like too gross to even like really joke about yeah well you know speaking of jesus christ did you see some some of the stuff like some of the i mean i was i i'm i'm a little surprised because i i thought obviously you're gonna have some republicans follow this narrative that he's trying to put out but now it seems to be most including someone like Michelle Bachman. Did you see her crazy ass? What she's been fucking doing? Oh, was that the iron rod thing? Um the iron rod, I don't know, but she's just basically like we like doing this crazy prayer being, you know, being like one of you know, those safe. one of those crazy Trump Christian sycophant ladies did a whole thing where she like wants God to bring down his iron yes, rod yes. and I'm smash sorry, the her. smash the Dems and smash the election and beat some sense into people and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um Michelle Bachman. Yeah, she um now I remember. Yeah, Minnesota. I mean her her state went for Biden. She's a Minnesota yeah, because they have that to deal with. Yeah. Like I, here's some I I really don't understand like whoever is in charge of like their general like marketing like public relations like outward facing anything because if you're gonna do like the crazy Christian thing which is like 100 percent a thing I don't understand why they don't have more of the fun ones like why don't they have like the snake healers and the people who like kamehameha Jesus's spirit into you and then your diabetes comes out like. Why yeah. don't they have more of these people up there just going full crazy Christian instead of like the really boring like doom and gloom like bring on the apocalypse so Jesus can come down and like you know take yeah, back the mean. land like I mean they got have that some one, fun with it have that, some that, fun with it 
that priest that said that he doesn't like to ride commercially because he doesn't like to ride in the same seats as like demons or whatever. That weird guy. I think he had one come out where he's like, oh, Biden thinks he's the president. Ha 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 ha. You know, he's like doing this weird laugh where it's like not real. And then he's getting I don't know. That's like pretty close to what you're talking about, but not really. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no, I want full on crazy Christians who think that the spirit of Jesus is inhabiting you and you're going to speak in like Aramaic. Like, I want that. I want the snake handlers like bring in like everybody like let's go. Let's like have some fun with it. Because mm-hmm. no one takes it seriously anyway, so at least like get a good chuckle instead of like it just be like very like stark and depressing. Yes, yeah, because that's not going to bring anyone around. You're going to keep the people that you already have in place, but it's not going to bring anyone around. But it's also not going to um, get you any hits. It's not going to get you any views. Like, right. come on, man, have some fun with it. Yeah, I'm sure you can find a Pentecostal who will like 100% throw some snakes at like a bunch of teenagers. Like, you'll yeah. be fine. So did you, um, so this thing about, uh, Deutsche Bank really quick there. So now that, uh, Trump has lost, Deutsche Bank is trying to find a way to get rid of Trump. And I, this is weird to me because it's like, I mean, they have loans out with them. What it's like $340 million in outstanding loans to Trump, the Trump organization. Mm-hmm. And they're not even worried that he can pay it back or not. They just want to get rid of him as much as possible because apparently it's just really bad for their image. Like, I guess they're losing customers on mass just because they don't want to be doing banking at the same bank that does Trump's shit, you know? I don't know what's going on. But Well, the beauty of debt is you can sell debt. Right, and that's the thing. They're, they're talking about either selling it or just, like, claiming it back, being like, look, it's due right now. And the thing with that is if they say it's due right now, honestly, I think they'd have to wait till after he's president to do that. But if they're like, you have to pay it right now and the interest and everything. Then, um, and he can't pay it back. They could like seize a bunch of his like properties. <laughs> well, it's not right now. It's like from what I saw, it's like one's due like, like he has like multiple loans. No, out, I'm I think. saying like, I'm saying as a bank, they could like, man- they could do um, things where they could just make it due right now for some reason. Right. That's a it's a weird thing that they can do that. Well, yeah, I mean they can re they can like go through channels to recall loans, and like all the loans are taken like against his properties, so they could basically say, yeah, you're. I mean, like you are correct in theory by being like we want we want our money. I don't it have would just it. be fun to see. Cool, give me like, your fucking house. Shit, get taken from him. That's all. Um, and uh, not saying it would be fair because that's just like a. I mean, maybe it'd be fair. I don't know. What? But it would be fun to see. I mean, it would be interesting to see that actually go down because that would that would damage his morale and his public image. That's the thing is, it's just, it's all about his morale. It would damage his morale. But I don't think it would be very much because apparently since the late '80s, they've loaned him over three billion dollars. So if the only outstanding debt they have now is three hundred forty million, like that is not very much compared to, you know, as we said before, it's peanuts, right? Um, that's not very much compared to three billion in the in like what thirty years or so. 
Yeah, but that doesn't really matter because, like, that's, like, he doesn't have, I don't even know if he really has, like, the assets to even cover that in general, let alone, like, liquid anything. But, like, again, it would be fucking crazy if all that shit was recalled and he could not pay up. Because you know that, I mean, you know he wouldn't be able to do it, like, in any, like, decent amount of time. And then it would just, like, it would just be so fucking funny if the, quote, Trump empire, like, was dissolved because, you know, the rich businessman, the good at business daddy, like, can't fucking pay his goddamn creditors. Yeah. And that's what you're going to see happen. And oh, that and does then happen. It's, it's by a German bank. Yep. So Angela Merkel gets her revenge, basically. Yeah, that'll be it. But no, it's like, it's really going to like pull the rug out of like, because that was always, you know, that is like the basis of his appeal to his like, his weird cronies and like his weird, like, you know, people who like look at him as this like messiah for America. He's not a politician. That's what you hear repeatedly. He's not a politician. He's a businessman. Like you're, you're voting for him on his merits as a businessman. He's an amazing businessman. He's so good at business. He's a billionaire. And then it turns out I that don't he, even know, I don't know how they keep pushing that because he's what claimed bankruptcy like eight times. Well, and then that well then that's like the that's the side quest of it where like well he's technically a really good businessman because he knows how to play the system and like to his credit like that is not entirely incorrect like right he is technically good at business because he is good at cheating the system. I mean it, it he is proof that the system is completely broken and needs to be reformed from literally the ground up. But like when you have this looming there's no way to continue to say that he's this like financial genius because he's just he's just clearly not like it it's it is fucking crazy how like this has become a partisan issue when it's literally someone's like he owes me so much money mm-hmm. you know and then it becomes this whole you don't understand like the the democrats are seeking to do it's like no 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 this doesn't have anything to do with donkeys or you know fucking elephants this literally has to do with the fact that like homeboy owes half a billion dollars and that money is coming up fucking soon and mm-hmm. what is he going to do because i'll tell you right now he can't fucking pay it you know yeah i and don't the, think he can either and, and i mean he can't like there's there's no feasible way that he could like there really just is no way that he could and he's gonna hide under this "I'm under audit" thing, but like it'll be interesting to see, um, especially because I think a lot of things are just waiting for him not to be pre- president, like investigations pending, or like I mean, he's done a lot of fucked up things, and now that we know about them, and we know that the only reason he wasn't indicted is because he's president. So I hmm. think what's gonna happen. I think that you're going to find come January, this is speculation from the Bolsheviks legal desk, but like, Mm -hmm. I think you're going to find come January, a lot of the people, so like if you broke up his sphere of influence, like his homie group into like concentric rings, the outer rings are going to fall first after he is no longer president and thus cannot pardon people. And then they're just going to get everybody on the outside, and then they'll start flipping and folding, and then it's just going to get closer and closer Closer and closer, and And then they're eventually going to come after the fucking kids and the foundations, and then he'll be the last one left, and then they're just going to build this like huge international case against him, and then he's going to 
probably end up dying before anything really happens. He'll go like full Harvey Weinstein and be like, <laughs> I'm, walk too, with a cane. I'm too sick. Oh, yeah, he'll put fucking uh, tennis balls on the bottom of his walker and say that he's yeah. too sick to go to prison and shit. But well, I think, uh, did you see this Washington Post article that just came out like today? Is that all you're? Is that all? All the information you're going to give me? They're just a well, Washington thing, Post article. I saw it and I'm not subscribed, so I can, I only have the headline. Okay, um, because I am not subscribed and I I try to scroll, it just won't let me. Um, so that this is the uh, headline. It says White House tells federal agencies to proceed with plans for Trump's February February February. There we go. Third time's a charm. <laughs> budget. <laughs> In latest sign of election defiance, mm-hmm. so he's gonna—he's trying to make the agencies go along with his budget, mm-hmm. starting in February. Yeah, um, when we know that that's not going to be the case. <laughs> it is really fucking like okay. So let's—that's like a, actually like a decent transition because like there is so much crazy. You always shit. do that. That's actually like. <laughs> Like, you're always so surprised when I do something right on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, it is genuinely surprising. But no, like, that is, like, a topic that I was going to bring up later, I guess. But, like, just the weird, like, like uh, defiance of the election results and how it just permeated completely throughout, like, his crew, but also, like, a lot of the top brass at, like, various GOP like run institutions to where like I just don't like I legitimately don't understand like I'm not even trying to make like a joke about like like MAGA brain you're so stupid smooth brained whatever like I just really don't understand like how these people are just thinking that they're doing like either the right thing or the thing they're going to get away with where they're just like oh no that shit's fake like we're just going to completely ignore that joe biden won the popular and the electoral and we're just now nah, we're just not we're not going to fuck with that shit yet well it's a lot of uh i just what i hear is that a lot of these people that are doing it um which actually this this okay so i'm going to say one thing i'm going to say another thing so Originally, it was thought that it was it was just the the people that thought they were gonna try to be the new Trumpist. You know, what I mean, because they have they have plans for the future, whether it be running for president or getting their own publication, the Trumpy publication or whatever. Um, people like Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz, like these people, were going along with it because they probably have plans to be the next Trumpy Trumpian type of president. So they were tr- trying to like show that they back this ideology or whatever but it's kind of weird because it's now most republic most of the uh, elected republicans the powerful Um, ones like like the powerful old school ones for the most part are going along with this and then you have a a couple of the younger ones who want to like suckle at the teat of like the old men you are seeing some break of like rank and file uh gop and like republicans from the trump like brand but it's very soft right? it's very even, soft even susan collins had said uh something to the effect of how you know we should take these things that trump is saying seriously and stuff so i mean it's it's just weird it's just weird to me yeah speaking of uh, i mean i how is rudy giuliani not like in jail or dead yet <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, because yeah, he, he used to be on top of the world when he was the mayor of New York City. Imagine how... I think about this sometimes. Rudy Giuliani would have been one of the most celebrated and famous American politicians if he would have somehow died on 9-11. Yeah. Or like no, shortly after. on 9-11 because what he's known for is what he did after 9-11. Uh, okay, so the- then I retract that and say, imagine how amazing it would have been for his career if he would have died in like 2005. Exactly, yeah. That would that would have been the thing. But now he's a like crazy person. He is the best definition of you whatever. die as a hero or you live long enough to see yourself a villain. That yeah. is Rudy Giuliani to a T. Yes. That is perfect. Like yes, it really is. The, he's the living cliche, that cliche in, in the flesh. Um, and we already talked about it, but Borat too. Like how is he, how is he surviving that? I don't even know, but it's pretty amazing. That is also like a wonderful example of this whole thing. Um, with like media bias. I want to talk about that like later. Mm-hmm. But it's like, can you imagine even five years ago if Borat 2 would have came out? You wouldn't be able to like step foot in any public place in America if you're Rudy Giuliani five years ago. No. But now it's just but like... things have changed. Oh, it happened. We talked about it for 12 hours and now we've moved on. Yeah. But I do want to, um, while we're talking about like you know, like the, the the Trump people like backing him super hard. I didn't know about this until just now, but I guess um, this guy, Richard Pilger, the director of the elections crime branch in the Justice Department's public integrity section, resigned today. After oh, they must be asking him to do some crazy shit. Well, after Bill Barr was like, go after shit, guys. So I'm, I'm going to read this from a CNN article. Go after what? Go, go after, after shit? Uh, election fraud shit. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is from a, a CNN Politics article titled Top Prosecutor Quits After Bar Election Fraud Order. The Justice Department's top election crimes prosecutor resigned Monday in protest after Attorney General William Barr told federal prosecutors that they should examine allegations of voting irregularities before states move to certify results in the coming weeks. Richard Pilger, director of the elections crime branch in the justice department's public integrity section told colleagues in an email that the attorney general was issuing an important new policy abrogating the 40 year old non-interference policy for ballot fraud investigations in the period prior to elections becoming certified and uncontested pilger also forwarded the memo to colleagues in his resignation letter pilger will will remain a prosecutor in the justice unit that investigates public corruption Dude, I mean that's all. That's awesome, but at the same time, no, it's fucking terrible. To... It is terrible. It no, is that, a no. What I'm saying is, is he didn't have to resign. There is nothing. To, I mean, go ahead and investigate. There's nothing there. No, but it's okay. So yes, 100. percent But I'm saying it's terrible because we see this time and time again in the Trump administration, where people don't get along with fucking Bill Barr or Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell or whoever. And they, you know, they buckle to the pressure or, you know, or fucking Bexie DeVos, right? So they buckle to the pressure of having to answer to someone who is objectively corrupt and is just a huge piece of shit, right? So there's like, fuck this, I'm out. I'm not doing this shit anymore. And that now opens the door for cronies for to, to come in, in and bring someone in who will now legitimize it. And that's why we have so many people who have acting in front of their name. Yes. Because everyone who was worth a fuck 
was like, dude, I'm not doing this because it's completely illegitimate and it's fucking stupid. And then they just find some dude who like they made friends with at the snack counter. And now you're the fucking head of HUD, even though a big bless up for Ben Carson's getting COVID. That's so fucking dope. Ben Carson has it. But oh, like, I, I really hope, I really hope they take him. But like, it, it just drives me fucking nuts because, you know, like you see all this shit where people are like, it's like good for you. Like you shouldn't have to work in that working environment. Like get out, like keep your integrity and get out of there. It's not really even about integrity. It might just be about like, I can't do this anymore. But you don't like, know how hard they're working you and the, you know I mean? How, how much stress it's putting on you. And I get but that. I agree. But I agree. I understand where you're, you're making really good points that yes, you're totally right. If you are someone who is, stepping down because you're being defiant it would be m- much better if you stayed in that position and did a lot to um to dra- do whatever you can to obstruct that process uh for the better but the, the trouble is like i mean that's a position you could just get fired i mean they're just gonna they could just fire you then too. fire honestly like then like i don't know i feel like the better option there and i'm all I'm obviously like i'm not speaking from experience i don't work in fucking dc i'm not an insider the country would look a whole lot fucking different if I was. But, like, it's just, like, if you're in this position where you have, like, three months left until you have a different fucking president around, like, if you can even remotely suck it up and, you know, unless it's a thing where, obviously, if you're, like, if I have to go in and deal with Bill Barr one more time, I'm going to fucking blow my brains out in my car. Like, yeah, obviously get out of there. But if it's a thing where you're just, like, fuck that dude, like, but you can still stand it, like... You are doing such a service to your country, and I know how corny that sounds. Yeah, it does. By, it does sound corny. I know it sounds corny, but it's like if you just being in there and I'm like obstructing this obstruction of You'd justice. You have to do it secretly if if you wanted to stay in and actually do something. Nah, homie, you, know? you do your fucking job, and then when they come in and reprimand you, and you know, and fucking Bill Barr waddles in there and starts talking like a fucking turtle, and then it just becomes a thing that you get fired. Cool. Now you can write a fucking expose about how you were fired for doing the right thing. Now you'll be able to get another job. Some, you know what I mean? It's like, That's it's a true. career move, totally but also right. like you come out on top if you get fired because you're like, dude, I, I was hired here to like be a nonpartisan arbiter of the law. And I was doing that and I was fired for doing so because this has become a partisan department of the American government. Right. You know, and then that helps later on build a case like delegitimizing everything that Trump has done. If you can sit there and be like, I have fucking receipts and I was fucking fired. And you're going to have the people who will be like, oh, uh, this guy's going to write a book because he was fired and he has a grudge against Bill Barr. Like, well, no, it's more so that like he has a legitimate story to tell because he lost his job for doing his job. Right. And also, what the fuck are you thinking, Bill Barr? You're going to be out of there very soon. Like, there's got to be some crazy shit that we can find about him when the new guy comes in, you know? I'm so happy that all these ghouls are going to be out of there. But I'm also so excited for all of them to get, like, like morning show host jobs for, like, Fox and, and OAN and shit. Yeah, it's going to be it's, it's going to be a shit show. Cuz it's just going to be like, you know, like Fox's new legal analyst, former, you know, blah 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 Bill Barr here to talk about like that's what it's going to be. It's go- like all these people are going to be completely unhireable unless you're a fucking 
crazy conservative all think make tank. No, I don't think I don't. No, no, they won't because we saw with fucking Tom Cotton. A lot of these motherfuckers don't know how to talk in public. Yeah, very few of them are like charismatic enough. But Bill, you know who is though? Bill Barr. He's charismatic enough. When they when they have him on the hearings and stuff, he could hold his own. Bill Barr and Mitch McConnell could do Mitch media. No, he's he could, got a horrible voice. No, but he has he he can string sentences. He could do it. Those two could do it. The rest, like I couldn't imagine Betsy DeVos having a show. I don't know Mitch McConnell. Like he kind of reminds me of the male version of like Diane Reem when he talks. You know, he's kind of got this like draggy on type of thing. Um, but I don't know. I couldn't imagine Mitch McConnell having a podcast. That'd be really funny, actually. He would um, have like a weekly radio show. It wouldn't even be a podcast. He would just get like the 9 to 11 slot every Friday night at some local place. And where, where is he from? Kentucky? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would just get, you know. Yeah. That That's all that that would be. But I, I really don't know what these like Trump loyalists are going to do. Well, apparently they might, what they might do is also get burner accounts and then fuck up when they uh, accidentally tweet something from their burner account on their actual account. Did you see this? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, no. All right, so there's this guy, Dean Browning, who is a, for, he's a former Pennsylvania County Commissioner who lost a 2020 GOP run for House of Representatives. Um, he has a burner account, burner Twitter account that he forgot to log into. He's a white guy, and he tweeted from his actual account today that said, it, "That said this, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm a black guy. I'm a black gay guy, and I can personally say that Obama did nothing for me. My life changed a little bit, and it was for the worse." Everything is so much better under Trump, though. I feel respected, which I never do when Democrats are involved. So, obviously, he has a burner account, and he tweeted this from his actual account by accident. Um, A couple things. It's just kind of funny, first off. Um, And two, like, who talks like that? (laughs) Fake. Literally, that is what Republicans think that black people sound like. Who fuck talks like that? Who would who would ever say that sentence? Which I never do when Democrats are involved, or like, you know, I. And also, you're talking about Obama, dude. That's so fucking 2008. That, that is like a perfect about. example of fucking old Republicans or whatever living in a fucking vacuum where the only thing that they hear about like Democrats speaking is all other fucking burner accounts and troll accounts. So they have, like, no idea what, like, a middle-aged urban black man would actually talk like. Because it's all, like, the weird fake accounts and shit. Like, these people don't talk to... Like, it's just so... That's why it's, like, so easy to spot, like, fake accounts, like, troll accounts, or just, you know, whatever alt accounts. Because it's like, yeah, you're not a real person. Like, no one talks like you. The only people who talk like you are other accounts that have been proven to be this. Right. I just thought that was really funny. Um, let's see. Uh, in other news, did you see Pfizer came out with a 90% effective vaccine? Oh, uh, yeah, I heard about it. But it's like, it's not going to be ready for a while. And 
Yeah, but uh, you see, like, Republicans getting all gung-ho about, like, the timing. They're like, oh, of course this comes out after the election. Um, Wasn't that the whole thing, though? Was, like, that's, like, what it was supposed to do the whole time? That was, like, the whole point of Operation Superfast was, like, mm -hmm. that it was going to, like, happen at the end of the year instead of, like, every other vaccine that's ever existed where it takes, like, two to three years? Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Oh, I'm definitely waiting a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to see what kind of fucking werewolves come out of this before I start. I'm not an anti-vaxer. We're not anti-vaxers here. But um or I'm speaking for myself at least. I'm not an anti-vaxer. But something that's been pushed along this fast and like You're not going to you put know. stem cells into my Christian body and microchips. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, no, that, that's, a, that's a that is a McFlurry. How mm -mm. I'm going to be able to fucking live a fucking a lot longer and I'm going to be able to run really fast. I'm going to grow a lot more with stem cells. No, that is a McFlurry filled with dead babies and Bill Gates funded microchips and I am not participating in that abomination to Christ's temple that is my body. Yeah. No, seriously, I'm I'm I'll definitely wait too. Oh, 100%. I mean, look, if I'm going to wait to get a PS5 because I don't trust that to work properly, why the fuck would I not wait on a fucking vaccine that's been rushed? And they've been working on yeah. PS5 for fucking like what, a decade? Mhm. Mm like think about that. They've been working on the PS5 longer than the vaccine, which obviously makes sense, but it's like you're not shooting the PS5 in your fucking veins. No, you're not. And even with the PS5, apparently, people are like, I'm not touching that shit for a minute. Apparently the PS5 is like very not glitchy, uh, according to the people that have been beta playing it. Yeah, and I've also heard that this vaccine is going to work 100% of the time, 90% of the time by people who have, you know, tested on that too, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Um... What do, you, do you got anything? I mean, I have some stuff, too. I just want to... I've, I feel like I brought up a couple things already. I mean, you literally asked me what I wanted to talk about, and then you just brought all whoa, of them whoa, up. Come on, man. Why are you going to talk about that? Why are you going to say that? Because, um, man. Because it, it is just very funny. You obviously listened to other podcasts today and yesterday, and then you also asked me what I was going to talk about, and then you just brought it all up. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, we'll save that for off air. We'll actually leave that <laughs> off air. But there are two very popular shows that I know you listen to that brought up multiple things that you also. I mean, you do it like every time, every week we record. It's like what are I you can talking about? I can tell one or two things that you're going to bring up every single week based off what Chapo says. It's like you just do listen to Chapo and then you forget podcast. you heard it, and then two days later you bring up the exact same <laughs> shit. No, dude. Usually I don't bring up stuff from Chapo because they talk really fast, and I can't really get it in me. You know, it's no, it, that that proves my point even more because you so you just like hear it, it goes in one ear and out the other, and then you think yeah. that you thought of this thing, and it's like, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't bring anything up from Chapo today. Oh, yes, you did. What did I what did I bring up? All the religious I, people stuff, that's all from the episode that like just Wrong. Happened. Wrong. That's I'm, from something else. I'm not, not wrong. Though. Well, then it's from Daily Zeitgeist, because that was also on there too today. No. Yes, it, it was. I listened to both of those No, it was from today. like the weeds or some shit. It was from a Libby or a, like a lib, stupid Libby, a more lib, neo-lib <laughs> podcast. I like how you're trying to backtrack and say it's from something <laughs> that isn't cool. Well, because I was going to say the, you know, the one that I like to say, and I was like, nah, we got to be more respectful. 
Um, but um, no, okay, I actually have some stuff. So there, have you heard like um, people who are like defending like Trump say that America is like quote energy independent? No. Okay. I so this at all. So this is like a big thing that I've seen, especially in the past weeks, because like you know, obviously you know Trump lost the fucking election. As of right now, he did. We we still have a a while to go before the electoral college actually puts their votes in. And there has been whispers where I guess some electoral people are like kind of hinting that they might not go with the, what, you know, the state wants basically. So we're already, we're looking at that. We're looking at that, you know, mythical constitutional (laughs) crisis. No, apparently it's like in contested areas. Some of the people are like, fuck it. Like, I don't think that, the Biden shit's legitimate. Maybe I will vote for Trump. It's my right to do so. I, you know, hopefully they do, and we'll just have a crazy uprising. I mean, we. Because of that. I don't want to even like think yeah. about what that would mean if that happens. But regardless, um, so there have been like people coming out of the woodworks who are pointing to literally anything they can to be like, I don't know why you guys voted against Trump. He did an amazing job with this thing, right? Oh yeah, and so one of them has been gas prices because gas is under two dollars in a bunch of spots or whatever, mm-hmm. and so I've just been seeing all these people be like, "The president is the reason why gas is cheap, and you guys take him for granted. Like we are energy independent because of Donald Trump." And I have like I haven't heard that in a while. Like this whole energy dependent, energy independent thing. I mean, the gas has been going up and down. It's been like three dollars, two dollars here and there, like for the past like twenty years. Like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? You know? Well, yeah, one hundred percent. But like, also, it's it, it it was just a thing that like I I hear it every once in a while, and then I started to hear it more from like non media savvy, like older conservative boomer types, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to look into it. That like, used I, to be the metric they go off of. For yeah, like how oh, yeah. well the it was like fucking doing. gas prices and so it, it mortgage. It was like it was like they're bringing it up. Loan rates and fucking you know gas prices were always the the two big things. So I found this Business Insider article from late September, um, and I'm going to read you a little bit of this to sort of. Uh, I'm not going to even read it because it's it's kind of badly written, but like basically it goes into this whole thing about like what energy independence means and how it's like from what I understand like the whole phrase is like kind of misleading because it really just has to do with like net output versus net input or like net export versus import with like energy. Right. So it's this whole thing where like as of recently we are exporting more oil than we import. And so people are saying that that proves that we're energy independent, even though we're not like 100, like we're, we're at like around like 90% or something. Wouldn't energy independent be like that we're not exporting at all, we're just using it for ourselves? It would mean that we're like, we are using like 100%, 100% of our energy is like produced domestically and then we're right. like selling the the surplus essentially. And, like, I guess it's a thing where, like, we are doing better than we ever have, but we're not at that 100% mark. We're at, like, I guess we're hovering around 90 with, like, how much energy we consume is, like, produced domestically. Again, this is, like, from me 
looking at something very briefly and, and kind of understanding it, although like I don't really understand these things very well. But the whole thing was like, it's super misleading for someone to say that we are energy independent because we we aren't. It's just the fact that we're shipping out more oil than we're bringing in right now. And it's just like this thing where like I brought it up to one person and they tried to do this whole like, you fucking libs like want to nitpick everything and make everything be 100% what it's supposed to mean. And it's like, no, I mean, I just, you said something that was interesting. So I looked it up and it turns out you're, you're portraying the information very misleadingly. Right. You're, um, y- yeah. Misinformation. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. And like, cool. Like it is tight that we are, you know, producing more of our own energy. It's also funny because when people talk about that, they like ignore green energy most of the time and like only want to talk about oil. And so it's this thing where like they praise America for being quote energy independent, but then also talk about how like we need to not invest in solar and need to just like run the pumps dry with gas. And I just, I don't, I don't understand. I understand from like a seat, the CEO of Exxon's point of view. I don't understand, like, normal fucking people. Why don't they want this these new things to come out? Do they just enjoy, enjoy the cruelty of what it is to, like, hurt the environment? Or even breathe, like, hor- horrible air? Is people that what are, af- people are afraid of change. People are afraid of change. And you know what it is? They probably just love that smell, that gasoline. I get it. I like that smell too. One of my favorite smells is new tire and gasoline. Yeah, new tire and gasoline. And if if they're afraid of that going away, I got I get you. I get you. Then just get gasoline flavored vape. Ooh, or air fresheners. <laughs> gasoline uh air fresheners. You yes, know? a gasoline flavored air freshener. We're gonna Other put that, that up like, in our in our new don't, store. Don't you understand that at some point it's going to disappear, so why not even, you know? Why not just get started now? Especially because we have these, there's just better options. I don't understand. And don't you want to live in a world where it's cheaper to have a house that is energy efficient to the point where like you're not spending, you know, over $200 to fucking heat your home or whatever it is that you want to do to your home using electricity and stuff? Like, I just don't get it. I mean, I don't got to use electricity to smoke this weed because it's fucking weed time. Cool. I don't know. I just never understood that. I, I really believe it's just kind of like, it's it's like, it's been such a long time of just wanting to own libs that that other side has. They just love that. That's it. You know, I bet if we just like, if, if libs started going along with it, they would find a way to switch over. And in a lot of ways, we have done that, right? The Democrats used to be the anti-war party during the Bush years. Um, and now they're not. You know, the whole American idiot Green Day thing, that's like gone now. I mean, we saw that, you know, Democrats were the, are the ones kind of pushing for, or like, you know, criticizing Trump for not doing more um, in places like Syria and shit. So it's just interesting. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it. I've said it on here before. I think we've talked about it explicitly, but like, I will never understand why the Republicans haven't championed renewable energy 
because it is the conservation well, conserving I, honestly there i mean that's too on the nose but it is the it's the, between that and technology it's like these things where like they are like just straight up like the two avenues that have like the largest potential for growth like there are so many ways that you can innovate and just build the economy on those two things and like it just blows my mind like it really just blows my mind how like the whole republican thing is like we care about energy we care about well, you, you know, know gas you know and know coal they're, they're they're bought and paid for right if they were nascar if they were nascar they'd have the sticker of of all these uh gas energy companies on them and that's what it is but what is uh but even like but even like non-politicians like don't fuck with green energy it's like even like your normal run-of-the-mill like gop fucking great uncle like doesn't believe that we should make the transfer and i don't understand how because all their shit is like america has a proud uh, tradition of coal and oil and you would be giving people, you know, uh, taking away jobs, and what would you do about oil country? It's like, cool, then you transition oil country to now fucking solar country, like, and now we have a strong tradition of solar power. Like, but even, like, normal... It's the same shit, it's just way healthier, and less kids are gonna die in mines. But even when you ask, like, normal Republican voters and stuff, like, the question of, what do you think about renewable energy, it's not like that they're super against it a lot of the times it's just like they just don't know much about it and it's like i found the exact opposite of that well no i mean what i mean is is like i guess okay let's do it overall the entire country doesn't want they want to go in a direction where you're using more renewable energy i don't think that that's nope i don't think that's accurate i do i don't i do not yeah we're just in a position where the party that's actually the most unpopular. It's been the most unpopular seven times out of the last 10 elections. Um, it's uh, not 10 elections in the last, like, uh, yeah, the last 10 elections, they've, you know, the Republicans have lost over popular vote seven times. And it's like, kind of like, like at some point they, they can't win an election. Uh, Fairly, they always have to cheat in a sort of way, right? And this is one. This is one of those things where it's like most of the country wants all these things. They want Medicare for all. We know that, or something like it, right? They want a sort of socialized medicine, even if they don't like to call it that. Um, they they want green energy. They want new technology type of stuff. I don't I think so. I don't agree with the with the green with the renewable or green stuff. Like uh, like yes, the Medicare for all is 100% a popular thing that's just being ignored by uh, politicians in general. I but, think more than 50% of America. I don't think so. I really don't think so. If if it is, once, it's like 55 or, you know, it's under 60. But I don't think that it's like an overwhelming majority that has like a margin of error included to where you can still say most Americans. Because at the end of the day, you are still going to have people who are afraid that green energy means you're going to take away their Honda Civic. And you're still going to have people who are afraid that green energy means that, you know, that now people who they've never met who don't exist anymore in states that they would never want to visit will be out of jobs in oil fields and coal mines. It's this weird thing where they are tethered to an industrial age, 
like romantic idea of what it means to be America and work in a fucking metal factory. Well, what they need to realize is that it's not that we're going to take it away. It's that you're not going to be able to buy a new one that has gas or whatever, which means that the one you have right now that that has gas, take good care of it because pretty soon you're going to be able to uh, slap on that historical license plate on that shit, you know, and it's going to be worth a lot more. 100%. No, I mean, and that is, and that is true. But I, you know, I don't want to harp on this forever, but like, I really don't think that a majority of the country is down with across the board. Like you you might be able to find people who are like into certain aspects of it. Like, you know, if you want to say people are into green energy means that people are down with like the light bulbs or whatever, like the low flushing toilets, like, but like overall, I really, really don't think you're going to have a majority of people. If you ask the entire country. Do you want the future to, what do you think about the future as only electric cars only? I feel like, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. But no, they I wouldn't like it, would it because be. that's, that's gay and not American because Americans have big dick muscle cars and, you know, pussy Europeans you still have, have big dick muscle cars. Electric like cars. The, the Teslas go faster than any of these fucking big dick muscle cars. I've though. never seen a Tesla go fast because I'm too busy fucking, you know, burning out in my fucking truck, dude. Yeah, well, this Tesla can burn out without making any. I'm rolling noise. coal in my Chevy while you're sucking dick in your Tesla, dog. At least like, someone's getting their dick sucked. <laughs> I, that's that would be such a good way to, to just get at some fucking maggot show. But no, like for real, like it, I, I don't think that we are really there yet with renewable anything. Like okay. we, I mean, I don't know. I don't see the. Po- I don't. Honestly, I thought I saw some polls that saw it my way, but you're, you know, you have these things, you have your opinions. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, we're, I we are there with Medicare for all. That's why it was so insane that, I mean, what was it? Um, They were talking about how like every single like Democrat who ran like being pro Medicare for all, like won their oh, seat. Oh yeah, that's a bunch of horse shit if I ever heard it. um, You know, that is not the reason. Why they lost? I don't. What do you mean lost? What are you fucking talking about? Are you? You're talking about what did I just say? Repeat what I just said. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I do know, but I I don't want to say. Yeah, once again, it's you don't listen to me. And I thought you you said argue with what I'm trying. Apparently, there's all these Democrats that ran on Medicare for all and they lost. Right. That is 100 percent the opposite of what I just said. Oh, okay. There was a whole thing that came out where 100% of the Democrats who ran being pro-Medicare for all won, like, re-election or, like, in won the their Senate? seat. Because we lost a lot of people in the House. In general, candidates who came out across the board, 100% people in the big deal people who came out saying they're Medicare for all people, won re-election. The Democrats okay. who were not for Medicare for all did not win. It was all Medicare for all people who won. Oh, okay. okay. Every single person who said that they were I, for I Medicare the for exact- all... One. The narr- the narrative that they were, they were playing was the was the opposite. Who That's was why they? The narrative. Got... Yeah, no, she got all upset. You don't listen. Uh, you didn't listen to what she said, dude. She literally said the only people who won their seats were Medicare for all people. Okay. She said it like seventeen times, and that's like what all the reports have been. That was uh, that was her going Dude, against I'm moderate Democrats. No, you're not. You're not listening to anyone. Li- <laughs> you're not listening to what she said. Like it is clear as day. That's the whole point of her having that fucking interview. And what mm-hmm. she said was literally the fucking the moderate Democrats are losing because they're not listening to the progressives. 
Every single person who wanted Medicare for all got their seats. They all fucking won. The people who lost were people who did not fuck with Medicare for all. But it's also weird. You have these, these, uh, these weird, the weird things like, like Florida went Republican, but as you see, they approved, you know, a $15 minimum wage. Like everybody agrees that we should have a higher federal minimum wage, but, um, we can, you know, the Republicans always get elected by going. It just doesn't make any sense to me. That's all. Is I think that that doesn't. No, I don't think that that's a. I've heard other people make that point as well, and I don't think that that's a weird thing. I don't think that voting Republican and then wanting a lower minimum wage is mutually exclusive. It would make more. This is one of the things where, like, yes, it would make sense that the Republicans want a higher minimum wage if they're the fiscally like the fiscally uh, conscious party. They would want a higher minimum wage because they would want people spending more money. Like that just makes, that makes sense to me that that, that, it, that should be something that the Republicans want is a higher minimum wage. Right. So you have higher paid blue collar workers in your state. So you can build your, like with this fake blue collar base. That's not, be- a blue, that's not a Republican thing. The Republicans always look to the, the companies, right? What's better for the companies. Obviously what's better for the companies is cheaper labor. The whole narrative behind the Republicans for the past 30 years, which has failed, is that they are the party of the working class. They're not a working right. class party, but, yeah, they, but they, they they don't do anything to try and and they never that. will and they won't. And I'm saying that like this is why it's not surprising because it seems like they are finally 30 years later trying to make good on this whole fake notion that they are the people who care about blue collar everyday people. You frame it as a thing where you're not making the minimum wage you know, hire to help, you know, immigrants and single mothers, you make the narrative that like you're making the minimum wage hire to help everyday blue collar working boys. And all of a sudden it becomes a Republican thing, which would make sense. I don't know why they're not pushing for it more because they could easily blow out the Democrat. Right. I mean, they really could like all the things that like has become like culture war basically between the Democrats and Republicans if the Republicans just did it, there would be no Democrats left. There would be no moderate position to stand on. If they went green energy, legal weed, and higher minimum wage, they would destroy the Democrats. If they tried to tackle homelessness by framing it as you get people in the houses and you get more landlords and landlords can make more money, like they would, that, that shit would pass in a day. Yeah, but it's how do you get that to happen? Because that you're looking at bigger government tax uh, taxpayers are paying more to pay the government to pay these landlords, and that doesn't look good, you know, for the taxpayers. How are you know? wait what? If you're saying if you're t- trying to tackle homeless as a Republican by saying we're gonna uh, fill these houses with homeless pe- with people who are formerly homeless. And, you know, that'll pay the landlords. Those landlords have to get paid by something. And it's obviously going to be some government program, which is going to have to cost money, which is going to come out of the taxpayer's pocket. But that shit does not a Republican thing. Yeah, but it kind of has become that because as soon as you say that these public institute, like these public housing institutions are now going to be privately run, then people are going to be making money off of it and they don't care where the money comes from. That's why Republicans right. are for fucking private prisons and shit. 
Like, so you're saying, are are you? Well, you're, okay, so then the idea would be, you get a tax credit if you create a company that. Yeah, that's all you would have to do to to end all these problems. Money yeah. to put. Yeah. Okay. And these are just things that Republicans, you know, don't. I don't understand why they don't do them, but that's sort of off topic. But I really don't think that the fifteen dollar minimum wage thing, like, is like this, huh? Thing like, yeah, I mean that totally makes sense that Republicans would champion that. Or the people in a Republican Are voting they state. It? I don't the peop- know voters in a Republican voting state would champion it. I don't think that the Republicans are championing it. It would make sense right. to me if they did. But again, you have to realize that you're talking about Florida. And as we've talked about, and as uh, smarter people than us have talked about, the whole Republican Florida vote, like voting block, is not cultural. It's all because these people still think that Republicans do better for a small business. Right. Like we talked about that before with like the, you know, the Latino vote in, in Florida and how they blah, blah, blah. And the, you know, communism shit. But in reality, it's because a lot of them are small business owners and they still think that Republicans are better for small business. Right. And so these people who are only focused on their small business, yeah, they would want the $15 minimum wage to get, you know, that would be a thing. It just, it just that just like makes sense if you're going to be like the fiscally minded people. Well, because people, that's, that's what I don't understand because everyone said, it's going to hurt my business. I have to pay my people more. Well. Everyone's getting. If everyone's getting paid more, they're gonna have more money to spend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're paying more in taxes, which means there's going to be less fucking subsidies and less tax breaks for people. So you know, it's just like, I mean, like it, the Republican position is nonsensical every way you look at it. But like, it just doesn't make sense to me why well, the they would want to keep when people money go around out. and they 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 talk about Republican talking points without mentioning that they're Republican talking points. Whoever it is that they're talking to usually is horrified by those those bullet points, and then they in the end they're like, "Oh, this is actually the Republican," you know. And they're like, "What?" They're confused. Have you ever seen those videos or mm-hmm. whatever? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. seen them. It's funny as fuck. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, Glenn Greenwald? I did until Red Scare came out with an episode where they interviewed him. So there's okay. like no fucking point in us talking about it um, at length. Right. But I mean, we can just overview. Oh, I mean, what I would say, let's not talk about him. Uh, okay, let's talk about him a little bit. And this is where what I want to get at is well, so first off, he, he left The Intercept, a publication he founded and uh, co founded in 2014. And he left because the editors were getting on his ass about a lot of things he wanted to say, especially about Hunter and uh, Hunter, Hunter Biden corruption stuff and um and he just like wasn't down with that so he left right um so yeah but then he he's he's he talks a lot on that podcast about like censorships and stuff uh what did you think of that because i i kind of i mean i agreed with him a lot a lot of things but this was like something i'm not sure that i agree with him on which is like the twitter and facebook censorship of certain people and it's not because I don't think it's I don't think it's censorship. I think they are allowed to create their own. They're not. Here's the thing I was thinking is like I think it's different for news organizations. Like you shouldn't be censoring or whatever. But since Twitter and Facebook, they're not. I mean they. I don't really find them as news organizations. They're they're places where news outlets post news on and people can share the news on and talk about the news on, but. Just because everyone on Twitter thinks they're a fucking journalist doesn't make it that that's actually journalism being written. 
Um, so I think that places like Twitter can come up with their own rules on what is hate speech and what is not permitted in their guidelines and stuff. And I think if they are, if people violate those rules, then yeah, they can be kicked off or they can have things attached to them saying this is, this is not correct in our eyes or we haven't found any, um, we haven't found uh, any evidence of fraud or whatever the fuck they want to post on there. That, that's, that's, I think is just what's different. And then, you know, you have places like the other, you, you, if you are unhappy with how Twitter is, what you think is censorship, then you can create your own Twitter, which we've seen has happened with, with places like Parler, right? Um, so I don't, I just don't agree with them on that point, but everything else is fine. I mean, I don't know. All this, like, I'm being censored bullshit is so, like, whiny, crybaby, boo-boo that, like, I legitimately could not care any less about it. It's so fucking played. Like, it really is just, like, so played out. And even, like, the Glenn, or Glenn Greenwald bullshit, it's like, okay, cool, like, you're just doing a Barry Weiss and all these other people who were like, no, the editor said I couldn't post what I want to and I'm leaving because it's politically motivated. And it's like, no, you're just like, at at best, you're like crisis baiting an opinion piece to get clicks, which is like tight. But like, what do you expect to happen in 2020 when everybody has had free reign for the past like 10 years to post and write whatever they want and now there's this overcorrection happening, which is overcorrection, but it's also like, if you're like this smart, business-savvy journalist, bro, like, why the fuck are you even posting this shit in the first place? Because you know that you're not going to be able to do it. And like, no, like, the whole thing about, like, censorship and being, like, it's, I really, really think it's just fucking stupid. Because the only people who are crying about it are literally people whose entire career is tied up and just like posting controversial, edgy stuff. And this is what yeah. they all want. Because then as the soon Alex as you- The Joneses, the Milo Yiannopoulos, yeah. Well, because as soon, well, as soon as you get caught up in a scandal, now your name's in the fucking headlines. And then people right. give this shit about you for a couple days. And it's like, okay, cool. Like if you want to be this like champion of free speech, then have fun not existing on any like large- media outlet unless you're well, that's one what of he the wanted the intercept to be right and then it just didn't turn out that way because you hire people that you probably like more and they just happen to be a little as soon as you if you even if you skew just a little bit one way that's it because eventually it's just gonna go that way right um and it's just the natural progression of things uh you're never gonna get a place that's like super unbiased it just doesn't work that way but it's also like with his case specifically like he's fucking bitching and moaning about like being censored or whatever or having like the editor say he can't post this like pretty fucking wild piece about hunter biden or whatever and it's like they're not saying that you can't post it because they don't think that it's like cool they're literally saying you can't post it because it's fucking wrong Right, like there's like false information. But it's, in and here. that's the like, whole thing is like you can't like work for, and this is the thing that like it, it's one of these things like it seems like it's so simple. I, I feel like I'm fucking, like I must not get something on a fundamental level with all this shit because like if you're, if you're saying things are facts and then people have proven them to be fucking not true and then you complain that people aren't letting you speak your truth. 
I mean, he's a he's a he's a qualified journalist, and he has written a lot of things that have won awards and stuff. I think maybe. I mean, have you? Was he able to actually? I didn't read the actual article if if it even was ever posted, whether it be on the Intercept or somewhere else. But I feel like if he's gonna do that, he's gonna come up with. He put it on. I'm pretty evidence. sure he put it on his Substack. Like I'm pretty sure you right. can find it. But it's like. I've read. Is it like, wrong, or I mean, there might be some evidence there for what he's talking. But about. But it literally, it's like from what I read of it, I didn't read the whole thing because I didn't. Again, like I don't care about this stuff because it's so fucking stupid and like flavor of the week shit. Like the Hunter Biden stuff has been, for the most part, disproven eight ways to Sunday. Like it just, it just has. Like it really has. Like there really is no like big debate over it. Right, but he's what I'm saying is he must have an okay take on it. Because no, like, he really doesn't. Like all okay. of his takes are basically saying the mainstream media won't let you talk about this, so I want to talk about it. That is all his shit is. Is he's trying to do this whole thing where he's saying the mainstream media is biased one way or another, and me as someone who is not biased, I'm going to cover it like it's a real news story. But he's not getting any new sources. He's just analyzing shit that's already out there. And so he's building this like unbiased opinion piece off of very biased and proven to be fake sources. And so it's just like there's no point in even writing this bullshit. Like any of these people who are still doing this, it's like, what are well, you I'll trying have to, I'll have to, to do? I'll read it, but if that's true, then that's uh, that's unfortunate. I mean, it, and he talks about it in all the fucking articles and interviews he's done since he left the Intercept. Like it, it again, it's like not a complicated thing. Also, is he does when he was hi- when he was on the at the Intercept? Is there isn't he allowed to post stuff elsewhere too? He doesn't have to only post on there, right? Like he doesn't have like a contract with them where he can only. Post I don't fucking there. know. He's I think he's trying to frame it now as like he wanted to leave anyway, and this like motivated him to leave. But- well, I mean, did you see the intercept article? Not article, but like the the response to him leaving. I mean, it was pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, and it was. Yeah, I read that. I mean, I read that because it was like interesting for them to be like, yeah, we're not doing this shit anymore. But it's just like. It was like, he has lost his integrity. and Well, he has. And that's like the thing with him. It's like you fall down these rabbit holes of wanting to be this certain type of journalist. And then you just become a reactionary public figure in the media space. And so you build your whole career off of CNN and Fox are corrupt and I'm going to find the truth. And so instead of going to like actual journalists, you're just listening to like personal anecdotes as fact. And then you get stuck in this career rabbit hole where you're like writing exposés about a fucking planted laptop. And it's like cool. Like if and that's the other thing that like I really don't understand because like it's you get to be in that position in like the American media game and you're obviously a grifter. Like sure, Glenn Greenwald did some cool stuff back in the day. He's won awards, blah blah blah. That's fine what he did back in the day, but as of recently it's all just been like a weird grift. Like, his whole fucking thing, it's the same thing with, like, these other, like, journalists who, like, say that they're being attacked by the left and being attacked by the woke people or whatever. Like, it's literally because these people are doing this whole, like, song and dance of the mainstream media is suppressing anything that doesn't support Joe Biden, so I'm going to be brave and not support Joe Biden. Oh, no, look at that. Uh, People are mad at me for, for doing something against the norm, and it's just, like, I, it's just fucking stupid. Like, it really is just, I don't care. Okay. Hmm. 
And and that's, I mean, I don't know. Like, well, I just thought it was weird because it's even when he was talking to them, he mentioned he mentioned it seemed like he mentioned my point earlier a, a couple of times about like how you know it's impossible to have an unbiased organization because uh, anytime you you have people come on that skew a certain way, it's just naturally progresses towards that so i don't even know what he's trying to do he's not trying to do anything because he's i guess he's just doing his own thing well he's deflecting from the point so he didn't i don't want to make this whole fucking thing analyzing glenn fucking greenwald but it's like okay like he is saying that he left because they censored an article that he wrote right for being factually inaccurate for him talking about things that are not true right And he is saying that that has been politically motivated. Him saying that politically motivates something that he has already said was objective. So he's admitting that he's writing. He's going against investigative journalism, which is true because it's not like he went out there and actually inspected this lab. No, he's analyzing things that he's reading online. He's being an armchair bloggist, which is like the worst. Well, honestly, like that's, that's the thing again. That's like, that's why I don't care about these, these people who like are trying to die on these Hills because it's like, you're saying that you're nonpartisan and you're doing nonpartisan reporting, but then you just spend the whole time pointing your finger at everyone else for actually being partisan and stuff. And you're neglecting the fact that like, Maybe these people are saying that your article is horseshit for, get this, nonpartisan reasons because if you want to live in this world where facts are nonpartisan and opinion is partisan, then if facts disprove what you're saying, then nonpartisan things are disproving what you're saying and you are making them partisan by blaming partisan actors. Exactly. And what it seems like to me is that maybe he's gotten a little in his head. Like he has done so well in the past and now he feels like, no matter what, he can do no wrong. He can write no bullshit. So whatever he writes is gold. I mean, it also just kind of sounds like he threw a temper tantrum and quit. Yeah. I mean, honestly. And I mean, I don't blame him. If I started a company and it didn't go the way I wanted, and then they're like trying to censor me for what I do, it's fuck you. I made this shit. I'm out. Like, you can't fucking tell you me what did, to do. You already did, dude. What do you think this podcast is? Yeah, no. I know it's not going the way you want it to. Yeah, no, I'm I'm about I'm about seven I'm about seven interruptions away from just spiking this football. But but like honestly, like and that's just all the the that his shit is. And it speaks to like a larger movement with like people who call themselves journalists online, which is also like a very loose term nowadays, where like be very, very cautious and wary of someone who says that they are you know, nonpartisan in a partisan world because their entire career is going to be based off of partisan issues. Because they have just signaled that their entire thing is pointing out how I'm cool, but everyone else isn't cool. Like, that is that is legitimately all that is. Yeah. Like, and, and you can kind of tell that from from that interview. You can tell that from that interview, from that, from different articles, like, and just, like... He has be. There is a new media class of that people, like I've said, and you really need to watch out for them because I get into these stupid internet fights with people all the fucking time, and they bring up like Matt Taibbi and uh, what the like Matt Tracy or whatever his fucking name is, and it's like all these dudes who like wanted to be objective journalists and then end up being 
not objective at all because they spend all their time pointing out how everything is partisan and what they're doing is nonpartisan. Well, here's the thing, too, is like you're, you're acting like editor is not a job. And that's you know? the other thing, too, is like if you're this like if you're this aged insider, then you understand that editors exist for a fucking reason and publications have a tilt and like they have to put out like a cohesive product also like and there needs to be like journalistic integrity if you want to be like a citable source. And so if right. you're it just it I don't know, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's how, like its own little re- legislative process. You write this fucking article that you think is great, you put it, you bring it to the editors and they go through it. And they're like, if they find either misspellings or even fucking inaccuracies, they're going to, they should be able to be like, yo, what the fuck is up with this? And that's not like, that's not censorship. That's no, not it's not. Like, they're, ch- they're putting a check on you, dude. That's all. But that's what has happened. You're not in- so high and mighty that you, that you are, that, that you don't, need those things everybody needs those things and it's so funny because that is always like supposed to be this like nonpartisan thing like you know where uh, the facts are facts and whatever was whatever but then like this has only come up in like the trump era of like conflating like free speech with me being able to say whatever i want whenever i want and saying whatever i want is whatever i think it is right and so it's just become this thing where now it's like an attack on american freedoms when I can, you know, say that a fucking personal anecdote is scientific fact. And then if someone questions that, then they're stifling my free speech as an American or as a journalist or as a professional. Like, and that has only been happening in like the Trump era because like there is no, tr- like the whole post truth thing is played out, but it's fucking true. Like, objective facts are becoming more and more rare in just. American life in general because we've spent four years with people ignoring science and only wanting to talk about like how what they think and what they feel is correct and so yeah exactly and there there needs to be we need to revisit this right like it is run rampant and I am not I'm not you know me I'm not a person that usually says like you know we should strict free speech in any way i'm usually not but none of these things that we have mentioned so far are free speech by the way let's just get that out of here like yeah 99.999 percent of things that people say infringe upon their free speech they're not fucking actual free speech and you don't know what this means and you have no idea what you're talking about and you want to be a martyr for something that you do not understand right not saying that i'm like some fucking genius but it's like you're not being your your free you're speech not being is impeded not on being... because you're allowed to say whatever you want. But guess what? Just because people are pushing back on what you're saying doesn't mean it's anti free speech. You're yeah. not going to jail for what you're saying. No, exactly. You're just being fucking. People are just arguing with you, dude. Hit squads are not coming wrong. to your fucking job and knocking your teeth out for saying that you don't think that people should eat animals on Facebook. Exactly. Like, that is not a thing. So like when you get a fucking uh a post. That has a fucking little thing you have to click on ahead of it because it says new breaking story. We found out that Joe Biden secretly has been fucking his dog for the past two years. Click here to find out how. Like, that's not an infringement on your free speech because you're not being sent to a fucking gulag about it. Exactly. Like, you're just not. And so when you work at a fucking newspaper or a fucking news organization and your editor says, yo, I edited this shit and it is fucking false. So like you're you can't say that these things are facts. 
that's not an infringement on your free speech. That is the publication saying this is goes against what we fuck with, so we're not doing it. Again, if this was a free speech issue, then Glenn Greenwald would have been fucking put into a fucking paper bag and thrown into a river. Like it's, it just doesn't make any sense that these people think that they have like these infringement cases. Like it's just, it really, 100%. really boils my blood when yes. I have to think about it for too long. It really brings my piss to a boil. It, as I've a never heard, video game nerd would say. I've never heard that. That is. <laughs> That's tight. That's really gross. <laughs> it's not my thing, so let's not use it. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, it. I don't know. Like, that shit just really, really, really bugs me because everyone wants to feel so important that they're free, that someone is infringing upon their free speech and they're being silenced when really all it is, yeah, is someone is challenging you. And then the exactly, people, and then yeah. you know who the people are who cry the most about their free speech being stifled are the ones who get challenged and then they don't have any way to rebuttal against it because, yes. because there's nothing for them to fucking bring back up. Preach, these people, baby. These people don't have any evidence. They don't have any facts to back up their claims. They have anecdotes and they have vague opinions that they don't research at all. They can point to a biased YouTube video. They can point to a friend's quirky fucking Twitter post. But then when you come at them with anything that even remotely looks scientific or like official, then they shut down and say you're stifling their free speech. Fuck yeah, dude. It only took us 101 recorded episodes to come up with something really, you know, that makes a lot of sense. But it's fucking, (laughs) yeah, right, honestly. But it it really is true. Like people conflate opinion with fact all the time. Like if you want to tell me that, you know, that you think you know, so let's let's do a very real one. Let's let's pivot our final pivot into Parler, right? So Parler is a thing now, and it is a white nationalist fucking social media site. That is what yeah. it has become. And so I have been seeing so many people say, I'm going to make a Parler account. Cool, you just outed yourself as probably being pretty shitty, or at least complicit with shittiness. And so just like to kind of bring up this final example, like if you say on you know, social media or whatever. I think that the world is run by Jews. That is an opinion, and it's a terrible opinion, but cool, have your opinion, and then people are going to argue against that. And, you know, they can easily prove you wrong, whatever. But then when you start saying, I know for a fact, and here's evidence, like, that is also a completely different thing to say, and you're also going to get a completely different type of pushback from it. And then these are the people who are going to also say that their free speech is being impeded, impeded upon because they have the right to say that they believe that this is a fact. Right. Like, you don't have this inalienable right to say misinformation. Unfortunately, you have a right to say your opinion, but then don't be surprised when someone comes and punches you in the fucking face or yeah. proves you wrong. You have the Yeah, you have the right to go around and you know say racial slurs but when someone of that race comes up and punches you in the face you can't really and that's the whole thing about it which drives me crazy like if you want to say something is a fact people are going to check you on that fact with facts and then you're going to get you know proven wrong if you want to say something as an opinion then people are going to know you're a piece of shit and they're going to give you an emotionally charged response it's probably going to be like a broken bottle across your face right and again this is the consequence of free speech if you want to say whatever you want you need to be able to expect to back it up. well also you need to expect that people are going to give you any response that they want to it cuz you're right. allowed to and say whatever but people speech. are yeah people are allowed to respond however they want 
Yeah. So if you want to say that, you know, that you think black people are inferior, don't be surprised when a, a black person comes and fucking decks you in the mouth. Or I take my dick out and start taking a piss on you. Yeah. Or if you want to say, like, I have scientific evidence that proves that black people are inferior, then don't be surprised when people counter that with scientific evidence clearly proving that you're fucking wrong. Right. That's not yeah. a, a whole free speech thing because you're not being black bagged for saying it. You're just being owned by people and now you feel like a fucking idiot. Right. I feel like we have our own take for the first time. Yeah, there we go. I but, mean, you know, it's definitely not a new take. I'm just saying we, it's, I feel like you and I have developed our own take that we agree on for once. It's crazy. It might Never be one of the only happen. things that we agree on. Um, yeah. Um, well, first but, off, real quick. P- the parlor no, thing. Ahead, Wait, are you going to pivot from parlor? No, I'm going to keep on parlor. Yeah. Uh, so like, so this is a platform that again, John Matz, the CEO, says that he wanted the plat the platform was intended to be bipartisan. Uh, but when the right wing made it their home, they actually started focusing on marketing towards conservatives. So I wonder if John Matz is even a conservative, or he's just in for it mu- in in to um, making it right wing for the money. I mean, it may be like a fucking chicken or the egg situation there. Like, right. You know what I mean? But um, it parlor became popular because Candace Owens, of all people, tweeted it out um, like, what, two years ago or whatever? Yeah, then Steve, the well, well then Steve Bannon tried to make it a thing when he got kicked off of everything also. Yeah, and now it's home to Ted Cruz, Myoli Yiannopoulos, and Gavin McGinnis. You know, all the... All the famous people are on there. Uh, sure Benjamin Netanyahu's son is on there now. Oh, wonderful. Yep, that's what I'm saying. We so, should get one. I thought about making one to like keep track of all like the shitty people who I know that's who are on there. That's where your new right-wing meme watch should come, up, come from, you know? Ugh. Yeah, I might have to do that, but that it I am I am honestly like very hesitant to get in there because like it seems you're become one of them. No, it just like seems like it's like kind of too intense to be funny. You know what I mean? Like that's it's, where all the hardcore motherfuckers are. That's just where the people who take it very seriously are. Yeah. And so it's just like I don't know if I can really deal with it. But so like I posted about Parlor either yesterday or today, you know, and I basically said, you know, like who else is going to make a Parlor account to keep track of all, you know, the racist people in your life? And then someone responded being like, uh, you think that everyone who gets a parlor account's racist? No, you sound like the fascist. And it just like... It's such a dumb take. <laughs> but it really is like it's such a... Stupid. It's just such a fucking stupid take. But also like it, it sort of like sparked this discussion and there were parallel discussions happening on other parts of the internet for like the past two days where it literally is like parlor has been very heavily documented as being the place for international... Like, white nationalists, like, white power people, like, anti-Semitic people go. That is where they all are on the internet. If you want to find, like, racist Twitter, bigot Twitter, like, homophobic Twitter, it's parlor because they're allowed to say that stuff on there without, you know, getting the band hammer swinged at them and having their, you know, fake scientific articles be flagged as being fake science. Like, this is where all these people went. Like, you're crazy racist, like guy who used to buy shitty fucking ecstasy from in high school he didn't get off of social media he went to parlor like that's where all these people are now and so now with trump losing and all of these pro-trump things allegedly being flagged which i've never seen 
I have never, I have never seen any actual journalistic article or whatever the proper term would be. I've never seen an actual academic paper that talks about this election be flagged. It is always some stupid shit from some stupid fucking website that gets flagged because it's fucking nonsense. No, this is like the same thing with like the anti-vaxxers are getting fucking on there too and shit where it's like. I have never seen an actual like peer reviewed study about like the benefits or of cannabis on a disease get flagged for misinformation. It is always someone who posts some article to their blog about how they smoked a one blunt every hour for 20 years and now their fucking glaucoma went away. So that proves that it's wrong and big pharma is run by vampires. Like it is always crazy shit that gets blocked on these sites for the most part that are the people the things that people cry about the most but anyway parlors where all the pieces of shit have been congregating and now it's like very public that everyone wants to go to parlor who's like a MAGA person because they can go be quote pro-Trump and not have to worry about the liberals on Facebook literally making fun of them like that's yeah. all it is is they want to go they want to have their own like conservative echo chamber where they can post like how Trump rocks and not have their blue haired like nephew be like, shut up, Uncle Dan, you're fucking dumb, LOL. Like, but, <laughs> right. but that's not what this platform is. This platform is legitimately a place for people to spew crazy, like anti Semitic, like bigoted, like fucking racist shit. And that's what it has been. Like, it is the place in Europe for like Golden Dawn motherfuckers to hang out. Like, Fucking actual fascists are there. Actual, yeah. like, real-world fascists are fucking there. Like, Aryan right. Brotherhood dudes are there. And it's going to be very funny when your, like, stupid neighbor who just wants to go somewhere where he can post pictures of his Trump truck and not get called lame by, like, people he went to high school with shows up there and then has to deal with actual, like, people with 88 tattooed on their fucking forehead. Because yeah. that's where they all are. You're going to get scared. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, Parlor is the big leagues for fucking racist content. And now, like, the whole thing where the dude from Parlor like, came out and said that if anyone uh, tries to incite violence or tries to say anything crazy, we're going to kick them off. You haven't yet. And I doubt that you honestly will. But also, basically what you're saying is, hey, guys, you need to fucking keep your language coded because of the normies are here finally. Right. Like, that's all it is. The normies are here now. It's no longer cool anymore. It's like when they had to fucking clean up 4chan and and clean up all these other fucking message boards and clean up, like, certain Reddit boards. It's like, once the fucking mouth-breathing normies find out, it's not going to be the same anymore. But also, like, these mouth-breathing normies have no idea what they're about to get into. This isn't, like, a fun place for you and your AMVET buddies to go and talk about how Democrats don't understand what it's like to be a real man and how no one in your family under the age of 40 can fix a refrigerator. Like, yeah. these are people who will be giving you fake race these, science these are articles. People that talk about cutting off Fauci's head and putting it on a spike and, and in, putting it in front of the White House, you know? Yeah, no, these, you're going to get articles from people that claim to be like, the Smithsonian wouldn't let me publish this, and it's going to be a 20-page you know, thing about how black people's skulls prove that they're you know, genetically inferior. It's basically the monologue scene that Leonardo DiCaprio does in Django. Yeah, honestly. It's going to be like fucking people... No, you know what it is? It's going to be the fucking uh, the clubhouse scenes from fucking American History X. 
Yes. That's literally yep. what Parlor is. Parlor is going yeah. to be when Edward Norton goes back to the fucking White Power Club. Right. That is 100% what Parlor is, and these people and have no you're idea. you're going to be Edward Norton questioning whether or not you belong there still or any- anymore. No, exactly. And so, the you know, and I've seen people, like, try to push back and be like, I'm not racist, I'm not fascist, I just don't want to be censored anymore. And it's like, well, then, I don't know, get off, then you maybe need to get off of social media. Or you maybe need to think about what you're doing because or just like you know smoke some weed put a backpack on and go travel the world hopefully you don't have any weird tattoos just travel the world have some experiences by yourself with people that don't look like you and then come back and see if, if you still feel the same way all right dude yeah just that is your life you belong on parlor but i think everybody needs to do that before they go on parlor Oh yeah, 100%. And it's just been so funny because the my, the mass migration to parlor is completely reactionary, right? Just 100% it is a reactionary thing. And it's just been so funny when people are like, "Hey, I'm I might be done on this site. Find me on parlor. My uh, you know, my my username is like ultimate ponage monster 69." And then someone will be like, "Wow, didn't know you were a racist, Tony." And I'm not a racist. I'm just tired of snowflakes like you telling me that I can't support my president. So I'm going to go where free speech is allowed. And that's not what, like, you're either you're lying or you're just completely ignorant to what you're about to do. Of course do. they're lying. They want to go to a place where they can, you know, refer to black people as monkeys, you know? Yeah, that's 100. what they want. And it is so crazy, too, because it's always people announcing it or people who have, like, 75 friends and all their posts get, like, two interactions. Right. Like, I don't know anybody who's, like, big and popping on, like, any social media site, honestly, who's, like, I'm getting off here, I'm going on parlor because I want to be able to say what I want. It is always, like, gas station dudes from high school. It's always, like weird fucking uncles and cousins or like the super racist guys who you still keep tabs on but they like announce it like it's it, they announce it like they're fucking jay leno leaving late night i'm done with facebook i'm going to parlor and the only responses they get are wow yeah it makes sense because you suck and that's where people who suck hang out but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it would be cool to like make a fake parlor account and like see what's going on. But like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't really want to put in the effort to like pretend to be a racist. Plus, you already know there's like a million people who are doing that right now. Right. I personally know like a couple dozen people who were like, oh yeah, I made an account to like troll people and like lurk. And so uh, it doesn't seem like there'd be any sport in it. But also, like, just don't. Just like if you see someone who you know who's saying they're going to make a parlor account in earnest, talk to them. Just please, please have an intervention and be like, you don't want to go to like the social media site for like KKK recruiters. Right. And this isn't me like exaggerating and like being super hyperbolic about it. Like that literally is what this site is for. Like. Oh, I'm sure. You don't want to be around like a bunch of these people just because you're mad that like libs are making fun of you and you're mad that like Twitter won't let you like post an article about how Mitch McConnell like secretly is like descended from King Arthur. Like you, yeah. you don't want to be on Barler. Also conservatives, you guys need to fucking calm the fuck down. Okay. Yeah. You lost the presidency, but here's what you got. You have the Supreme court and you have the Senate. Yeah. They want American you... politics. I don't know why they're fucking yeah. freaking out. Why do you, what the fuck are you crying about? The Democratic it's Party not like is anything, not going to exist not like anymore. 
Like right, you guys like want Biden wants to do one is going to be able to get anything through. No, not at all. You know, not e- he's not even going to be able to have a fucking cabinet. No. So like chill the fuck out, dude. He no, basically won. They didn't basically won. They did win in every way that matters. The Republicans have won. They have the Supreme Court and they have the fucking Senate. They have yeah. stalling power and they have overriding power. Right. So chill the fuck out, guys. So just like, just chill. For the people who have spent so long doing the cry more and identity politics, like that is the only group now that I really see this coming from. Yeah. Like, on, like truly, honestly, like the people who are, I have seen, I have seen more people in Trump hats cry and freak out this week more than I did last time with like Hillary like people like the biggest hill dog supporter I have never seen freak out as much as like a moderate Trump person. Right. Like and that's just fucking how it is. Like sorry, like it's sort of like that thing where like you you accuse someone of doing something because secretly you're doing that, you know? It's like that whole yeah. thing where like, you know, the guy who always accuses his girlfriend of cheating is actually cheating on her and that's why he's always thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. that really is, like, a lot of the fucking MAGA shit right now. Is like, these people spend so much time with, like, snowflakes, identity politics, you can't handle the truth, like, blah, blah, blah. It's because they are the snowflakes, and they can't handle the shit. And they're the ones having emotional breakdowns. Like, right. that is what it is. And it's very transparent. But, of course, mm-hmm. you can't fucking tell these people that because they're going to fucking have a temper tantrum. But, like, exactly. it's just, it is, it's bad. We live in a baffling time. And it is only going to get more crazy because we're going to have the most destructive lame duck period in American history. We're going to have a potential constitutional crisis in less than a month. Like, it's, it is going to be the longest two months that have ever existed. It's exciting. <laughs> it is exhausting. I'm tired of, of there being actual news every single day do you remember back in the day when news when news outlets would have to run fucking uh, puff pieces because there was yes. nothing going on and uh-huh. there there would be articles about you know like a kid playing a trumpet like downtown or you would have an article about like a bake sale or this funny thing that a squirrel did or like a puppy parade and now everything is just super serious and super crazy because just everything is happening so fast you can't even fucking pay attention. Right. So that is the episode. Honestly, one of our best ones ever. So hope you enjoy it. Actually, it's going to be one of those ones where whenever we think it's good, it's bad. And then whenever it's, we think it's bad, it's good. So Do the outro, Jordan. All right. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Listen, this is what you could do, all right? So to help us out, what you can do is you can go to wherever you're listening to us on, whether it be um, Pocket Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, We prefer five stars, but if you want to give us four, you know, that'd be great too. You can also leave us a comment. These are ways that will really help us out. because right now we're not doing any kind of advertisements. We're not uh we're not giving the tech companies any money to advertise. So this is the best way to get us more listeners. And that's what we need right now. Um also we do have a Patreon and for five dollars a month you can get an extra episode a week. 
Um, so right now we're doing one free episode a week and one Patreon a week. Um, and maybe an interview here and there sprinkled it throughout uh, until the uh, after the holidays, because we are both very busy. We need to get past the busy season um, in order to um, get back to a place where we can start doing uh, three a week again. So. Uh, so, yeah, do that if you want if you want an extra episode, five dollars a week uh, on our Patreon. A month, uh, not a week. Five dollars a, a month. month. Five dollars a month. Where I okay, I said five dollars a week. Sorry, five dollars a month. Um, yeah. Anything else? Oh yeah, you can find us our you can find our social medias, uh, at um at our in we at our Instagram <laughs> at Bolsheviks and on our Twitter <laughs> at Bolsheviks. <laughs> anyway, yeah, follow us. You know, like us, comp comment on our shit, and yeah. So the How funniest thing about this is that the TV is playing in the background like an award show where people are playing you off stage. <laughs> as and it's going to be even funnier because Andrew's also putting in hurried up music underneath that as well, but it's just good because it even happened like in your own home. Yeah. Like all right, this is going on too this is going on too long. I'm turning on fucking house. Um thanks guys. Bye. <laughs>